Welcome to That's All Folks, a podcast where graduate assistants bring their work home. On our show, we will discuss systemic oppression in public education juxtaposed with our latest TV binge. The basic structure of the podcast will have one of us present the other co-host with a scene from a show we watched recently. Our goal is to provide examples of systemic issues found in media and relate them to public education. My name is Noelle and I am a master's student in the O'Neill School of Public and Environmental Affairs at IUPUI. Today we'll walk through how our podcast came to be and our background as people and how the lived experiences we have influence the interpretation of the media we consume and its uh, relation to public education and equity. I'm Erin. I am a PhD candidate in the Urban Education Studies program at IUPUI. And we're three graduate research assistants at the Midwest and Plains Equity Center. And the Midwest and Plains Equity Center is an organization federally funded that came out of civil rights legislation, which specifically supports schools and departments of education and districts in their local context, thinking through how they can center and increase equity um, within their local organizations. And so being a graduate student that works in that space and who's being a part of helping other educators really analyze who they are in their space and what the history of their space is in terms of racial systemic inequity. So we have like kind of no option but to think about who we are, what are the different identities we hold, what are the different lived experiences that we have coming into a space. I mean, that's the reason why we're doing this podcast. My name's Katie, and I'm a um, doctoral student at IEPUI in the Urban Education Studies program. In the moment of when I was a teacher, I did not recognize the importance of the histories behind my identity. You know, the fact that, that I would choose not to share things with my students, I didn't think was important, you know? Because I, I didn't think that it was had to do with me as a teacher. Yeah. What, can you give examples of things that you wouldn't share? <laughs> yeah, sure I can, Aaron. <laughs> no, I just, well, obviously, well, I think that, you know, as um, a member of, of the gay community, you know, I didn't come out till later in life because I think it was something that, you know, when I grew up, you just didn't talk about it. And I think that's another reason why we talked about doing this podcast. Is what I'd mentioned to Noelle, it's it's so cool now that there are these large scale shows that show lesbian couples, gay couples, um, interracial marriages. Um, you know, the stories of different people who make up the history of the United States and how they came to be. You know, that, that wasn't there when I was growing up. You know, you didn't talk about your problems. You didn't talk about being different. So I just think it's, I, I, you know, it's, it's obviously, I think, a good thing that TV can, can reach so many people. But then I wanted to apply that even more because it's reaching people, but are we really considering and is it really changing how people believe? I think that's such an important piece that you brought in, Katie, because we have media 
via TV, music, etc., that is now lifting and raising these issues and centering the lived experiences and voices and perspectives of individuals that have been historically marginalized. So how can we help educators then use that content to push their own thinking and use that content to think about themselves in their spaces? I, I think that maybe one reason I think is that by me choosing to hide who I am, I'm telling students that it's okay to hide who you are and don't really reveal your be embarrassed about who you could be or have, you know, I, I think that I, it's not creating an accepting culture. So it doesn't empower students to be their full authentic self. Yes. Thanks, Noel. Or like you want to be like you're trying through your research and work to be a model for what it means to be your authentic self. Right. So why is it important for students to feel like they can be their full authentic selves? So I just think of like teaching and learning as a co-construction of knowledge. You know, there's history behind our teaching population is majority white women, white cis, like white cisgendered middle-class women. And that is intentional because they, they were positioned in that profession to uphold white male civility. And so if I'm going to be in that space, I need to be disruptive of that. And so within that, I think it's important to decentralize myself as the power and the power authority on knowledge and what knowledge has worth. As a teacher, I always wanted my eighth graders to understand that I was going to teach them my, like how I learned how to read and analyze and interpret a text and how to write papers, but it was going to be important for them to create a process that was meaningful to them. So you don't, don't do it my way. You have to learn how to read, write, think, and speak in a way that's meaningful and purposeful to you. In order to get there, trust and rapport have to be built And so I think it's important as a teacher for me, it was important to let my students know as early as possible, it usually took about nine weeks, that their lived experiences mattered, who they were mattered, who, what they brought into that space mattered. And the culture that we were going to create in that classroom space was theirs, not mine. I was just a facilitator of that. Thinking back on my experiences with school, if I had been empowered to be my full authentic self, I think that the internalized racism I hold would have been dismantled much earlier. When I talk about internalized racism, I the way I think about it and experience it is my own denial of being Asian. And that definitely has everything to do with growing up in a predominantly white culture where I didn't know anybody that looked like me. I didn't go to school with anyone that looked like me. None of my teachers looked like me. And so my way to survive that experience was to be as white as possible, whatever that means. The TV shows that we talk about um, highlight differences and well at least they they serve as um a way to open conversation to be more critical of the white dominant culture and so i do think that connecting these ideas from media and culture 
open up a dialogue that's approachable to everyone to more critically think about these issues and how they play out in our schools. Yeah, and not just, I mean, I know for me, I tend to always gravitate towards talking about race, um, just because for me, you know, race isn't the only thing that matters, but it, it always matters. And in talk and in talking about inequity, but just mm-hmm. also just thinking about like the marginalization that happens at the intersections of race, disability, language, like gender or sex, orientation, class, et cetera, et cetera. Cause it's like multiple layers that happen simultaneously at the same time. Yeah, I think, Katie, that's a great segue into talking about how you came up with the name of the podcast. Okay, so we want to use TV in this way that, that you know, to be more inclusive. And <clears throat> I was thinking about, like, the term um, Latinx. And so I had to look that up, and I realized that the, the X was, like, that gender nonconforming and was more inclusive. And I was like, oh... TV, and I think about, like, when I think of TV in general, like, I used to think of Saturday morning cartoons, and Elmer Fudd would, you know, the end of it would be like, that's all, folks, and um, I was like, oh, here's a connection between what we want to do, TV, and then how we want, we want to be more inclusive with TV, and include all, and use the, the folks, F-O-L-X. I was just going to make a joke that we have to get it straight, that it was Porky Pig that said, that's all, folks. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> what do I think it was Elmer Fudd? Didn't he say it sometimes too, or no? It was always Porky Pig. Always Porky Pig. So I even looked up like the history of it because one of my concerns was uh, that Porky Pig, like he stutters, you know. And so I wanted to know if that was purposeful. Like, did they do that to include to be more inclusive of people who stutter, or are they poking fun at him? Especially with Looney Tunes, because Looney Tunes has a history of being racist and problematic and so I think I think even that's important that like we wanted to use this title but what does it mean with the three of us and the identities we hold what does it mean if we use a play on a phrase that comes from a problematic history so I think it's good that you looked it up yeah and and Warner Brothers created it I guess it kind of took two like like they just stuck so starting in the 80s that's when it became um Porky Pig so that's all, folks, you chose because it was an inclusive term and we want to be inclusive of everyone and everyone's experiences, um, but it also represents the cross-section or the intersection of identities and how multiple layers of identity is influential in everyone's perspective. Yeah, and it was a way to kind of like disrupt the norm too because the norm would be like fo. LKS. So it was a way to like, you know, that kind of resistance movement that we're seeing now. That's That's all, all, folks. And that's all, folks. We're looking at our latest TV binges as a test lab for identifying and examining problematic social interactions. But we go a step further and talk about how these same issues manifest in the classroom. And as graduate assistants at the Midwest and Plains Equity Assistance Center, we know that how we identify as people play a large role in understanding the sociocultural context behind these TV scenes. Join us in this mini-series as we talk about our latest TV binge through each of our lenses of identities. We'll explore the transgender community's voices and pose. The not-so-subtle racism in New Girl. The white, non-disabled patriarchy of Big Brother. 
as well as multiple intersections of identity and insecure and Grand Army. And how it relates to all folks in a classroom. The contents of this podcast were developed under a grant from the U.S. Department of Education, grant S004D110021. However, the content does not necessarily represent the policy of the Department of Education, and endorsement by the federal government should not be assumed. This podcast and its contents are provided to educators, local and state education agencies, and or non-commercial entities for use for educational training purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced or utilized in any form or by any means, electronic or mechanical, including recording or by any information storage and retrieval system, without permission in writing from the Great Lakes Equity Center.